On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. Welcome back to the third day of draft week. We are in day three of seven leading up to the 2020 NFL draft. And because of that, we wanted to continue with our series here and kind of profiling some of the positions in the 2020 draft. I'm your host, Cody Felger, Derek Larger, as normal, joining you guys. And uh, yeah, today we wanted to look at kind of two positions. We, we kind of were looking at it and trying to break it down and Realizing, holy smokes, we would have to crank out a ton of videos in order to try to get each and every position. And so we're going to kind of combine some positions. Today we're going to look at the tight end and also uh, the offensive line. And so first we'll start with the tight end and then we'll move on to the offensive line. And again, kind of what we've talked about on this podcast, it's not necessarily guys who we think won't be available for the Colts. It's going to be more so guys you think could potentially fall to the Colts, whether they draft there at 34 or beyond. And so that's kind of where we're going to go for here with this. And uh, so if there's a guy that you're like, well, why didn't they include him? Probably because we don't think that he's going to be there when the Colts pick. So uh, Derek, you can start here first with the first guy on our list for the tight ends. Who you got? Yeah. So this is the tight end that I had listed in my uh, mock draft when I did my 2.0. And that was Cole Komet. Cole Komet's coming in at six foot six, two hundred sixty-two pounds, thirty-three inch arms, ten and a half inch hands, with a four-seven forty time. Coming out of Notre Dame, uh, this guy is definitely a, a big freak when it comes to uh, physical size. Uh, obviously, at the combine, Komet really helped himself with his forty and looked good in the field drills. Uh, he could potentially, you know, be that first tight end taken for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, you know, you're getting a big tight end with the uh, with a body and, you know, blocking and tight end sort of guy. Uh, your typical Y athlete. And I mean, he's not super special in the passing game, but ultimately, you know, with a guy his size, um, th- that's just something that, you know, it's just hard to, it's hard to uh, guard really. And his speed's not crazy, but once you get, he gets into that second level, then, you know, that size just makes it difficult for anyone to guard him. Um, He's not a great run blocker. That's one of the big issues that they've had with people like him. But again, we're, we're not necessarily looking for guys that are a, a great run blocking tight end. You know, we have that in Jack Doyle and we got Roosevelt Knicks for that purpose. We're trying to look for a tight end that we can use to make a more of a a receiving guy. Uh, Last season had 43 catches for 515 yards, six touchdowns. Again, he's got great size and he can be a three down starter. Um, Huge jump in production from 2018 to 2019. So just when you look at this guy's physical uh, structure that he is, I mean, you could you work on his game, and this guy can really be a problem for NFL defenses. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, we're going to move on to the next guy here. And, uh, Cody, uh, what do you think about Cole Komet uh, first, and then we'll go into your next guy? Yeah, as a Notre Dame fan, I like Komet quite a lot. You mentioned he's not the greatest blocker, but the good news is he has the frame to be a solid run inline blocker in the NFL from the tight end position. He's a guy that I think runs really clean routes. He's also a guy that does a good job at getting separation, you know, beyond the the line of scrimmage um, down the field, getting open. You know, there are certain things that he's going to need to clean up. You know, sometimes he does, you know, he, he has good hands, but sometimes he 
kind of tries to catch it with his chest a little bit. So that'll be something just, you know, continuing to learn continuing um, to develop in as an NFL player. That's just something, a trait that he's going to have to kind of put by the wayside, but I like him a lot. I think he's a versatile player who, uh, who I think that the Colts could use there. Like you said, he's not, he's not fantastic at speed, but he's a guy that's solid, a solid speed guy. Um, tremendous power, lots and lots of power from him um, initially, you know, just natural stuff from him, um, lots of upside and stuff. But, you know, there's just some things that he's going to have to clean up. Um, and, and it's just things, you know, maybe that are very teachable, fortunately, which is a good thing. And uh, I think that he could project into a, a good tight end in this league. And I think he's a potential fit for the Colts for sure. Moving on now to my guy. This is one guy that um, we ha- I had. Uh, one of my friends, Jack Borowski, he's a draft guy. I'm um, really just a lot of cool draft stuffs on his podcasts and stuff. And he was kind of, he's been mocking Adam Troutman to the Colts a lot. And I like Troutman quite a lot. He's 6'5", 251 pounds, 32 and a half inch arms, um, 9.63 hands, uh, which isn't the, isn't fantastic, but it's pretty decent. Uh, 40 times 4.80. Um, he's projected probably to be, I would say a second to third round pick. So I, you know, I like him a lot there at 75 for the Colts. If that was, if he was still available there Um, last year, he had 70 catches for 916 yards and 14 touchdowns. Um, And he put together a solid week in mobile at the senior bowl. And then, uh, you know, then, then it comes to the combine and he has, we saw a 4.80 pretty slow 40 time at the combine. And that kind of, kind of cooled off some of his hype a little bit, but I still like him a lot. I think he could be a potential steal in this draft. And I know some teams have have said that as well. And one reason why I think he has a lot of upside beyond some of the things that I've already said uh, is the fact that when he came into college, he actually didn't come in as a tight end. He came in as a quarterback. And so he's still very young learning the tight end position. And he's just a guy that I like a lot for the Colts. I think, what he he's a very he's a guy that can stretch the field a lot. Um, I think that he can he can really play well. And if the Colts are able to get him in the third round, I think that's a tremendous deal with a guy who's not a complete player yet. He's not fully to reaching his potential yet. But there's a lot of potential to unlock here with Troutman. He's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, tight end prospect. As I've looked and combed through some of these prospects. Uh, he's definitely one of my favorite Derek's favorites, Derek. W- what do you think about Troutman? Yeah, Troutman definitely has the good size and the intangibles to be a good tight end in this league. Um, like like you mentioned, he, he's not a guy that has amazing uh, physical attributes or like uh, when you're talking about his numbers with his speed and everything else. That That's not necessarily great, but he plays football the right way and – this makes up for it in so many ways. He's got great hands, uh, a great route runner. And like you said, he's still young at the position. So that's something that he can continue to get better at um, with more time and more coaching as well. Uh, now we're going to move on to another guy, uh, Bryson Hopkins from Purdue. Uh, height of 6'3", 240 pounds, 32-inch arms, 10.13-inch hands, 40 time of 4.66 uh, Hopkins this last year had 61 catches for 830 yards and seven touchdowns. It was decent at the senior bowl, but um, you know, for, ironically has some size and length limitations, which, you know, it, it's, it's not really that bad when you look at the numbers, but that's just something you can see. Um but he did run quicker times than a lot of these other guys did. Uh, Hopkins, again, was a solid contributor in 2018. You just look at a guy in Bryson Hopkins, you get a good package of just about everything, especially when you're talking about big play potential. Um, and he's he's a decent blocker, too. So that can uh, be something that I think people are just forgetting. Um, I, I think the level of disrespect on Bryson Hopkins name is is quite ridiculous if you ask me in my opinion I think he's the best tight end in this whole class when you're looking at uh receiving options but then again we'll just have to see what how teams feel about him but 
Um, I like Bryson Hopkins and what he brings to the table. What do you think, Cody? Yeah, as far as a a receiving threat, I like him a lot too. Um, I didn't watch a lot of Purdue, but it seemed like every time it was on, Bryson Hopkins was making a play. He's a guy I think that is a very smooth route runner again. Um, and you know, that's, that's huge. And he's a guy that I think one thing that I think will be big for whoever drafts Hopkins is he's a guy that has a very good route tree options. Like he's a guy that has a pretty solid route tree overall. Um, he's a guy that I like him a lot in terms of, you know, he's a little bit, maybe he's a little bit shorter than these guys, maybe one or two inches, but you know, overall, he's a guy that I think in terms of receiving threat and kind of where that fits into the Colts, I think it fits really well and it translates really well into what the Colts want to do with that other tight end position. We obviously know Jack Doyle, Mo Ali Cox. Um, Jack Doyle is a better receiving option than Mo Ali Cox, but both are really good at run blocking. And uh, you know, even adding a guy like Hopkins, it's like he's he's one of those guys who we've talked about is a great receiving threat, but he also can help in the, in the run game. So it's not the similar situation to Eric Ebron in that you have to take him out for a, a certain amount of plays. You can only really play him when you're down in the red zone or when you're passing it, it can kind of help, you know, disguise a little bit what you're doing a little bit more. And so I like Hopkins quite a lot um, as well. I think he's a, he's a solid guy there. Um, moving on to the next guy, um, Thaddeus Moss here from LSU. Uh, 6 2, 250. He has arms 31.88 inches, hands uh, 9.88, almost 10 inches. Uh, he ran just 0.01 seconds faster than Bryson Hopkins in his 40 time at a 4.65. Uh, he's projected maybe a second to fourth round pick. Um, and he's a guy that was a mismatch weapon for LSU in 2019. He had 47 catches, 570 yards, and four touchdowns. Um, he's got a solid build with some quickness and athleticism. Um, one thing that he could improve on, though, is he could improve on his blocking for the NFL, but, you know, he can be a mismatch weapon, like I said, for a receiving tight end. And uh, as a as a pro, I, I can kind of see some Jordan Reed type of comparisons here. Uh, and, you know, he didn't really work out at the Combine, so you can't really say a lot about him there. Uh, but, Derek, what do you think about Thaddeus Moss? Yeah, Thaddeus Moss has some really good hands. Uh, you, you put that on full display multiple times this year, um, and that really kind of, kind of got brought to light when they played against uh, Alabama. Um, don't look at really at the numbers. Um, there's a lot of different uh, receiving options for LSU uh, this last season. So Thaddeus Moss's numbers, you know, that you can look at them as either inflated or deflated because of that. But Thaddeus Moss, again, when you're looking at a tight end, yeah, the height's not necessarily great. Arm length isn't super great, but again, he's got good hands. Obviously uh, he's got that Royal blood in him from Randy. So, you know, it's not a, uh, not a bad trait there at all. Um, Ultimately, again, it's another receiving tight end that you need to look at when it comes to uh, improving his blocking. But again, if Thaddeus Moss is there around the fourth round, I wouldn't be opposed to it. We're going to move on here to another tight end, Colby Parkinson from Stanford, six foot seven, 252 pounds, 33 and a quarter inch arms, 9.63 inch hands, 40 time of a four, eight uh, Parkinson last year had 48 catches for 589 yards and a touchdown uh, in 2019 while playing with backups at quarterback for most of the season uh, provides a good size matchup. Um, I mean, six, seven, that's, that's incredible height, but again, yeah, that 40 time is a little, is a little concerning for sure. Stanford's had some decent uh, string of quality tight ends come through over the last few years. Uh, I mean, he had and Parkinson had 20, uh, 29 catches for 485 yards in 2018. Um, I mean, he's had some really good uh, improvement over his years. And again, just the sheer size of this guy is incredible. He's just going to have to work on that speed, but obviously guy can catch uh, is pretty decent at the run blocking. 
especially since he's bigger than most guys that he's going to line up across. So Colby Parkinson could be a dark horse tight end pick for later in the draft. What do you think, Cody? Yeah, I I don't know a lot about Parkinson, but um, it would be kind of funny, honestly, to see 2012 the Colts draft a guy named Kobe Fleener from Stanford in the second round. What if they drafted a guy named Colby from Stanford um, in the 2020 draft? I just thought that would be kind of funny to me, but maybe I'm just weird. But anyway, uh, Parkinson, yeah, he's a guy that I think is could be potentially kind of a, a steal in this draft because you know you mentioned he didn't really play with a lot of great quarterbacks. He kind of had some different, not so great quarterbacks. The Colts really, or the Colts, the, the Cardinals really haven't had great string of quarterback luck for a while uh, no pun intended there but uh, you know for him he's a guy that I think he has the traits that you like in terms of I feel like he's you know good at run blocking and he's also um, he's pr- I think he's pretty solid in terms of um, his passing game I mean he's a guy I think that has really strong hands he's a guy that I think does a good job at positioning himself to go up and get the ball whenever um, that's needed um, he's a guy that I think, you know, yeah, like you said, he'll need some improvement because he's not going to go in the first couple rounds probably, but he's a guy that I think, um, you know, given the right circumstance, given the right system could potentially be a good tight end and, and not a tight end that you have to spend, you know, one of those early round second round picks or whatever it is. Uh, I, I like Parkinson, you know, I, I kind of think, you know, maybe you could get him in the fourth or fifth round even if you want to if he falls to there um he could be be potentially just a guy that you know the numbers don't 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 tell the whole story there's a lot of factors there whether that be the type of offense that stanford runs whether that be mentioned the quarterback play there's a lot of factors that go into that but you know i wouldn't mind him there at a a fourth or fifth round pick and uh moving on now harrison bryant is the next guy on our list um he's six four 242 pounds, 31.38 arms, 9.25 hands, 40 time, 4.73. Probably going to be a later, mid to later round pick, probably rounds four through six. Um, But in 2020, he had 65 catches for 1,004 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, He received an invite to the Senior Bowl and was pretty decent down there. Um, and he also had a pretty good showing there at the combine and, you know, for Florida Atlantic, Bryant was, he was a quality receiver. He's been a quality receiver the past two years. Um, in his junior year, he had 45 catches for 662 yards, four touchdowns. Um, and so he's just a guy that I think, um, he's a, he's a good option. He's been productive in college. He's the guy that, you know, maybe one thing that he could, he could improve in the NFL is just getting stronger overall and also improving in his run blocking. Uh, those are just some knocks on him, but you know, I, I think he has decent size. Uh, he has, you know, his 40 time isn't the greatest, but um, you know, he can, he could, like I said, he could uh, improve that and also improve his strength there. Um, but you know, what, what do you think of Harrison Bryant here, Derek is potentially a, a mid to late round guy. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it with his with his weight. He definitely needs to get a gain about ten pounds uh, in muscle for sure. Uh, Forty time, like you said, it's not that impressive. But you know, playing under in Florida Atlantic system to have forty five catches for six hundred and sixty two yards and four touchdowns, it's pretty good. Um, drastically improved, um, and from when he was first starting in twenty sixteen, so. Uh, definitely a guy that, you know, is a very interesting uh, idea at tight end if the Colts are willing to go that late for a tight end. And now here we got our last tight end of the group before we move into the offensive line, and that is Hunter Bryant, the tight end from Washington. Uh, this is a guy that, Cody, you had for your mock draft here recently. So this is a guy that you know really well, uh, six foot two. 248 pounds, 32-inch arms, 10.38-inch hands, uh, pretty decent-sized hands, uh, 4.74, 40 times, so about the same as Harrison. A guy that you could see going from the third and the fifth. Um, Bryant was 
widely regarded as one of the top receiving tight ends of the 2019 season. Had 52 catches for 825 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, Bryant in the NFL will have to be a rotational receiving tight end. Um, he just really doesn't have the size to be a three down tight end. Um, because I mean, you know, being six foot two, 248 pounds weights kind of there, but you know, being only six, two, that's not necessarily great height. Um, and obviously that can hurt him as a blocker. Uh, he ran slower than what some people originally thought he was. Cause he definitely plays fast, but that, that 40 time was certainly not great, but Again, it's kind of the same thing as Harrison. You know, you got a uh, a guy that could potentially find his way in the middle of the draft. Um, he's a big play specialist, so you just got to take it with what you get. Uh, Cody, what are you thinking of Hunter? You, you did select this guy before. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that I, you know, I think he, you know, he said Bryson Hopkins. I think he's pretty close there to Bryson Hopkins in terms of a receiving threat. Um, he's a guy that a lot of people have I've actually seen have compared him to even like just a bigger slot receiver in the NFL um, that would translate to that. And so, you know, he's a guy that I think um, he's really good at, you know, different routes, like sit routes, crossers, over routes, fades. Like he's good at all those things. Um, he, you know, he he's very quick at the top of his routes. Um, he has good burst, which I think is is good and important. Um, he's a very versatile guy as well. Um, you know, he's a guy that I think he is a guy, like I said, he can play tight end. He can play slot receiver. Um, he can just, he can do a few different things and he can kind of threaten all the levels of the defense as a route runner. And so he's a guy that I think also one good thing about him, um, is he's good at contested catches. Um, he has the he has a very good concentration when going up for the ball, which is big. Um, he's a guy that is, uh, you know, he it's it's cool because he's a guy that you mentioned he doesn't have a great forty time. Well, kind of looking at some of the tape, he's got he's a guy that has some good. We, I've talked about it before. We call it rack, you know, receiving yards after the catch. He's a guy that's that's good at that, um, and he's a guy, yeah, that is a very fluid athlete as well. He's very good at controlling his body. He's a guy that's, that's good in, in figuring those things out, which is important, especially at a as a receiving tight end. Um, you know, he's a guy also that's very smart. He's a very, very smart. It has good IQ for football. Um, he's a guy that uh, he's got it. You know, he's not going to be a great run blocker because of his size. You know, he's only six, two. He's uh, he, so he could, you know, he's only 240 pounds. So he could put on some weight, if he, if he wants to try to get better at run blocking, but uh, he is a guy, yeah, that's probably going to be more of a receiving option at the NFL level. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts there on Hunter Bryant. I like him a lot, kind of in that secondary role uh, behind Jack Doyle. So that's why I selected him with, and I believe it was a third round pick, number 75. That's why I selected him there. Um, and now we can move on to the offensive line. And I'll start with a guy, funny enough, I actually mocked and kind of, mock to the Colts in my mock draft and uh, Derek kind of gave me crap for it because let's be real. Pro this guy's probably going to go in the first round. And that, now that I look at it a little bit more, I'm like, ah, yeah, probably I probably shouldn't have mocked him as far down as I did, but uh, Josh Jones, offensive lineman. Um, he is five, six, five, 311 pounds. He has 33.63 arms, 10.13 uh, hands. He ran a 5.2740. He's probably going to go first or second round. Um, and some people think, you know, this is a very deep tackle class. And some people think that he's going to probably be the fifth tackle off the board. And some other people argue maybe Austin Jackson is going to be off the board. But, um, yeah. And so a lot of people also feel like either Jackson or, or, or Jones here, after them, after one of those guys, whoever is the – the fifth tackle off the board, there's a big drop off in offensive tackles after that. And so um, they, that's why some teams and some people feel like maybe the, he could go in the first round. Maybe there could be a run on tackles in the first round um, because it's so deep one to five, but then six through whatever, there's a big drop off. And so uh, 2019, he was a, he was a good player. Jones was, um, he's a guy that, 
a very good pass protector for Houston. Uh, he's a guy that uh, some teams have said they like his potential fit in the NFL world. Um, he has good size. He has good length, good athleticism, good agility. He's maybe not the most overpowering offensive tackle. And he probably could get some gain some uh, gain some muscle there, get a little bit stronger. Uh, but he dropped some weight prior to his senior year, and uh, there's also maybe some knocks on him with a little bit of technique issues as well. Um, and he could stand to potentially get coached up on that a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, and maybe, you know, that'll be something to be a knock on him. He can't afford to get sloppy in the NFL because it's the going against the best in the world. And that's just something that he's going to have to clean up as an offensive tackle in this league, you know, presumably a left tackle there. Um, and so, you know, why we think it could potentially fit with the Colts if he is there available is probably because like you mentioned, there's some technique issues and the beauty of anybody coming to this Colts offensive line is that they most likely won't have to play a lot and no knock on wood, but they probably won't have to play a lot in 2020 barring of an injury. And so, you know, that was that offensive line last year, you know, they played together every single game. It's very rare that it happens in the NFL, but you know, it's a guy that's not going to get thrown in there right away. Day one as the starter at left tackle. It's a guy that you can stand to let sit a year or two, um, depending on what Anthony Costanzo decides to do. And then you can let him continue to grow and let him co- to continue to develop. Um, Anthony Costanzo, one of the top tackles in the league could definitely teach him a lot of things about being a good tackle in this league. And uh, then you get your, and also you get your your future left tackle, you know, potentially, and that's huge. We know left tackles don't just grow on trees, and so if you get him in the second round, I think that could be potentially a good fit. What do you think, Derek? Yeah, I mean, you said everything there. I mean, ultimately, his biggest knock on himself is, you know, he lost a little bit of that weight, and you know, kind of hurt him a tad bit in uh, his strength and hitting at the point of attack when it came to run blocking. But, I mean, this guy's a phenomenal pass protector. Uh, he's still pretty decent in the run game uh, that, and being behind Anthony Costanzo if he were to actually be available in the second round because a lot of people have him as the fourth or fifth best tackle in this class. And I think the majority of people are saying that there's going to be four, uh, four left tackles taken within the first 20 picks of this draft. So, you know, Josh Jones may not make it out of the first round who knows, but um, yeah, Josh Jones definitely is a good one there. And here's another guy who's been getting some buzz recently is Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I know Wilson is more of a, um, is more of an interior guy, but, um, but you know, he played, he played a lot of different positions, but he, he did switch over to left tackle after a certain point, but he did play a little bit inside. Uh, Isaiah Wilson from Georgia coming in at 6'6", 350 pounds, 35 and a half inch arms, 10.25 inch hands. I mean, he's just absolutely gigantic. There's a lot of people who actually believe that Isaiah Wilson will actually get drafted in the first round, which if this is as deep as what they say it is, then yeah, Isaiah could potentially do that, but I'm not necessarily buying that hype. Um, I think ultimately, you know, you're talking just about the sheer size of somebody of this caliber. I mean, that's, he's so big. It almost makes Mackie Becton look small. I mean, really it does, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really awesome to see, um, Isaiah Wilson, he's a great, he's just needs to work a little more on his, um, a little bit more on his footwork, you know, being that big, um, that's, <laughs> it's definitely something that's hard to, uh, work on. I mean, obviously for his size, he doesn't get bullied backwards on, uh, bull rushes. He definitely can, um, eat up a pass rush and just swallow people when it comes to, uh, when you're running the football, um, he actually is surprisingly quick for somebody that's that big. Um, like I said, again, it just needs to be, um, he just needs to get his foot quickness better. Um, 
and he just needs to, you know, continue to work on the fundamentals in his feet. And sometimes when he does his first punch, but again, this is a guy that, you know, the size of him is just incredible. And if he's available in the second, third round and the Colts think Isaiah Wilson can be a guy that uh, you could see in the future, then that could be an interesting option. What do you think, Cody? What a ginormous guy this this guy is, Isaiah Wilson. Ginormous, 6'7", 340. Wow, he's, he's massive. He's got a massive frame. And the cool thing is, it's not like he is massive and needs to lose some weight. It's like he doesn't have a lot of bad weight on him, which I think is great. Um, he's a guy that, you know, because he's so big and because his arms are so big, if he gets his punch on you, he gets his hands on you, it's over. Forget it. You lost that rep. He's just a guy that, you know, is so big and so powerful. It's like when he gets you, you're done. He's just that big. He won't let go. Um, But with that, some of the cons on him is just his hand placement, something that he's going to have to continue to develop. And I think, you know, working with some of the best, you know, guys at the position um, with that, you know, and working with, you know, Chris Strauss with the offensive line coach, I think that that's just a, something that's teachable. It's not like he's lacking anything physically. He's just a guy that um, needs to continue to develop and figure out where the right hand placement is. If he can figure that out, man, he could be the dominant offensive tackle in the league for sure. Um, he's a guy that also probably needs to go to a little bit better awareness in terms of pass blocking. Um, that's a, that, you know, you mentioned Derek, just his feet and kind of figuring that out and, um, you know, not losing his balance as well. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just continuing continuing to develop his game. Fortunately, if he got drafted by the Colts, like similar to all these guys that we're going to look at, he doesn't have to start right away. He can have some years where he can redshirt basically and kind of watch and kind of grow and learn. And, uh, you know, also, you know, looking at some of this, you know, even looking at like training camp, whoever the Colts draft, if they do draft a guy this early, one of these offensive tackles, they're going to, they're going to have the chance to spar with some pretty darn good defensive ends. And uh, in Justin Houston, Kamoko Ture and some of those guys. And I think that'll just help them, you know, iron sharpens iron. And I think in this case, it's potentially something where, you know, Isaiah Wilson could be one of those guys could be a dominant. Can you imagine that Isaiah Wilson and Quentin Nelson, two of the big powerful guys on the same offensive line. That would be insane. Next on our list, we have Trey Adams, uh, 6'8", so he's massive as well in terms of height, 318, arm length of 34.38, hands of 9.88, 40 time 5.60. He's probably a second to third round pick. Um, he was actually a guy that some people have, pro- have projected, uh, Jacob Eason. He was his teammate, um, and he did a good job last year at protecting Eason. Uh, opening holes for the offense, for the running backs, and also, you know, just holding at the point of attack really well. Um, you know, he had some trouble, though, with, you know, you look at Utah's Bradley Anay in the second half after dominating him until halftime. Uh, but some scouts have told, have said that Adams has impressed them during fall camp, and they think that he could be, you know, a second-day pick depending on his medical report. Uh, that was something. Uh, and, uh, you know, he had one thing was in 2019, he had surgery on his back. He missed a large portion of the 2018 season, but he eventually returned to the field and did well considering what he was coming back from. Uh, so there's no doubt that this guy, Adams, is talented, but he's had a major injury now. Um, and that will, you know, potentially have significant durability concerns for him at the NFL level. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just a guy that, you know, could, could potentially be a guy that has the physical tools and just needs to continue to develop them and potentially a guy you take there and kind of say, Hey, maybe this guy's worth the risk. We believe this guy's worth the risk. Derek, what do you think about Trey Adams? Yeah. Again, another guy that just has gigantic size when you're looking at it. Um, you know, obviously got beat by Bradley and a, but I mean, Bradley is one of those guys that, um, is being reported to be one of the top defensive ends of this draft so certainly a good competition there uh adams is really talented just had issues with injuries I mean, it's just again something that you're just going to have to take a look at um has been injured twice 
uh, significantly. So you have to wonder if that's a, a good thing or a bad thing here when it comes to the draft stock. I mean, they say that Adams might be the uh, sixth or seventh best um, tackle in this draft, to be honest, if he didn't have to worry about his injuries. But here we are when we're just going to have to wonder. All right, we're going to move on to the next guy here, and it's uh, somebody that uh, Cody and I have both had in our mock drafts for the Colts to look for at one point or another, and that is Matt Part from Connecticut. Six foot six, 310 pounds, 35-inch arms, 9.75-inch hands, ran a 5.06 and a 40. Um, and in 2019, Park continued his starting streak at right tackle, but then moved to left tackle. Uh, had a good week at Senior Bowl, had a good skill set. Um, Park would probably start out as a backup, but could eventually get uh, up there to be an edge blocker. He's got good athleticism, good feet, and he's got good quickness for the position. Uh, you know, it, it, they think that he could be a steal in the third round if you get him. Ultimately, he's just got to get a little stronger, and he's just got to get uh, more aggressive at the point of attack. But, again, he's got the intangibles and the athleticism to be a left tackle in the NFL. So, Matt Part certainly is an interesting option to look at in the third round. What do you think, Cody? Yeah, you mentioned it, Derek. He's smooth with his athleticism. He's a guy that uh, he has a lot of natural ability. He's a guy that has um, he's very flexible. He has good body control. Um, he's a guy that um, is very good at not getting his feet skinny, if that makes sense. Um, he's a guy that is very a tough guy, which I think is important. He's a guy that's He's kind of scrappy. He kind of gives me those scrappy type of vibes um, from an offensive tackle. Um, he's a guy that, you know, is he's just a, a competitor. And he's a guy that, you know, there's a reason why he's probably, you know, if, if the Colts pick him, it's it's probably going to be, you know, late second, early third, wherever it is. Uh, but I look at him as potentially a guy that has a lot of natural ability. He just needs to get coached up a little bit. And we know the high level of coaches the Colts have. And so – uh, yeah, he's just a guy that I, I like a lot. He's a guy that I've just, you know, kind of, you know, he has a lot, of, he has some issues. Let's not, let's not say he's a perfect prospect because he's not, but he's a guy that has that ability. And if he can just refine his craft similar to the other guys, I think he could be a good potential, you know, left tackle, right tackle, wherever you put him. He's a guy that I think could be a potential good guy to get for the Colts. And uh, moving on now to our next guy on our list here. Uh, we have Ezra Cleveland. He's a 6'6 offensive tackle, 311 pounds. Um, he's a guy that, you know, 33.38 inch arms, nine, nine inch hands. He's got, he ran a, a little bit faster 40 time, 4.93, potentially second to fourth round pick. Kind of people are, are, you know, I heard potentially the Browns maybe want to go in on Cleveland, which is kind of ironic. But, uh, you know, he's a guy that I would probably say second or third round for me. Uh, he, you know, I, I think that that's, you know, because of his 40 dash 40 yard dash was a big reason why some people said, Oh my, maybe this is maybe Cleveland's a guy that could go in the first round. Um, but you know, some of the things that some of the knocks on him though, um, he's a guy that some people have actually said, uh, maybe he would be around four pick, maybe even around five pick. Um, but some people have said day two and, you know, across the league, it seems like a lot of people have said he's weak and has a serious lack of strength at the NFL level. Um, he plays tall and he has to play with better leverage. Um, he doesn't get beat a ton. Um, he probably projects to right tackle. And one thing that would be just kind of a knock is he does, he doesn't have that elite movement skills probably to play left tackle. Uh, he actually was compared a little bit to Luke Jokel. Uh, lack of, he had a lack of physicality, more of a finesse blocker, not so much a power blocker, if that makes sense. Not really a mauler, but more finesse. Uh, Derek, what do you think about potentially getting Ezra Cleveland? For me personally, I don't necessarily like it. Um, I know the national media is hyping this guy up, 
But I think a lot of people were mentioning it just because of that 40 time being under five seconds. Um, I, 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 I can't go and say that this guy deserves to be a first rounder when you have so many issues with his play. I mean, when you have lack of strength, when you get, obviously he doesn't get beat a ton. Um, but I mean, when you're moving more to right tackle, which also kind of beats the purpose of Cleveland getting him at 10, because I mean, you know, if he plays better at right tackle, they just got a right tackle on Jack Conklin. So why would you want to do that? Um, yeah, Ezra is just, again, another good-sized guy. But, you know, again, small hands, too. Um, small hands. Yeah. He's a smooth He's smooth mover, obviously. But when you – when he he's just basically a finesse blocker and he lacks the power. And you can't have that at left tackle. So I'm, I'm all out on this one. Here's somebody that we're, we're getting more to the interior lineman now. This is one I'm very, very, very excited about. And I know our friend Zach certainly um, appreciates this guy. I think he actually had him as one of the top three best interior offensive linemen at the Senior Bowl when he went. And that's Jonah Jackson, uh, offensive guard from Ohio State. 6'3", 306 pounds, 32.88-inch arms, 10-inch hands, 40 time at a 5.23. Uh, D- Jonah actually came from, I believe it was, um, I, th- I believe it was Maryland. I th- believe it was Maryland. It was either Maryland or Rutgers. I can't remember off the top of my head and that stinks, but he did come from another opponent inside the big 10 and transferred to Ohio state and then earned the starting, uh, uh, left, uh, guard spot, um, or right tackle spot, I should say, um, He's played both positions. I mean, the guy is incredible. He had some penalty issues at times early in the season in 2019, but I mean, he was uh, pretty decent at uh, the senior bowl. Um, He actually is a Rutgers transfer. I had that on my notes here. How dumb is that? But anyway, um, yeah, that that offensive line in and of itself, uh, it was really good for Ohio State last year, and Jonah Jackson was one of them you know, being a, one of the older guys on that offensive line, uh, really got better as the year went on. He's got great versatility. Um, I know other people aren't necessarily high on him, but he have had a decent week at the, uh, senior bowl. And I think this is definitely a guy that give a year or two, he could be our, uh, potential right guard or right tackle, uh, in this system for the Colts. Uh, what do you think Cody with, uh, getting Jonah Jackson? Yeah, I'd probably take him fourth round. Um, He's a guy that I think is very – the one positive for him is he's very aware. He has good inside awareness uh, and just seeing what defenses are throwing. And I think that can't be understated how important that is. Just to have a guy who knows what's happening, um, can identify certain things and help help the center um, and help the rest of the offensive line. You know, he's a guy that I think is really good. He has really light feet, which is good. Um, he's a guy that does really well at finishing plays. So going to the whistle, um, he's a guy that's not going to give up on plays. He's a guy that's going to keep going. Um, he's a guy, like you mentioned, he's very versatile. He played guard. He played, he actually, I think he played three of the interior spots, if I'm not mistaken for Ohio state. Um, and that is, that screams to me, Joe Haig esque type of guy. Like we know Joe Haig basically played every single position except for center. They probably could have played center if asked to do that. But I like him a lot just because I think he's a guy that's not going to, you know, command a high pick, but he's a guy that has some upside and a guy that's very position flexible. I like him. Alrighty, moving on now to the next guy on our list here. Solomon Kindley, Georgia product, 6'3", 337 yards, which is a little bit bigger, 32.25-inch arms, 10-inch hands. 5.20, 40 time. He's probably a third to fourth rounder. Uh, I thought he was pretty good for Georgia in 2019. Uh, he's very powerful and athletic. Um, he's very powerful as a run blocker and, and athletic as a pass protector. You know, he could potentially be a guy that could just plug and play right there um, for the Colts. 
uh, you know, wherever you do, whatever you do there, maybe you move Braden Smith back to guard or keep Braden Smith at, at guard and maybe try to play Kendley at, at guard. Who knows? Um, but, you know, he's a guy that I think could potentially, yeah, just jump in there and, and compete for a starting spot right away, um, maybe with Mark Golinski. And so um, he's a guy that I think I think could be a low-risk, high-reward type of guy. Um, he's got he's, – he's, he's decently polished, but, you know, he's a guy that – he's a guy that's just going to have to keep his weight in check, and that's just been a big knock on him. That's probably why he's falling probably to the mid-rounds for me. But I like Kenley a lot. I think he has a lot of upside. I think he's a guy that if you can get help him get his weight under control, he has a big body, he has nastiness, um, and he's a guy that, yeah, is just – I think he has a lot of potential here, especially as a mid-round pick. Derek, what do you think about Kindley? Yeah, you mentioned it. It's just the weight that most people are still having issues when it comes to him. Um, And obviously, speed rushers give him a hard time because of that. But obviously, with his size, just when when he locks on with you and he he hits you, I mean, you're, you're not getting away from a big body like that. And they said he has a really nice nastiness to him when it comes to when he blocks. So definitely a good option there for the Colts if they want to continue to build the interior of that offensive line for sure. All right, we're going to move on to another guy here, Shane Lemieux from Oregon. He got a height of 6'4", 310 pounds, arms at 32 and a quarter inch. Nine and a half inch hands, 40 time at 5'11, projected to be around the third or fifth round. Uh, Lemieux was a really good starter for Oregon in the 2019 season, and he impressed teams a lot. A decent technician with size and potential to be a quick competitor for a spot. Um, he, he's definitely a guy that, uh, at the point of attack, people rave about how fierce this guy is when he hits people. Um, I mean, it's really uh, amazing to hear, especially for a guy that's a second-day uh, guy, most likely. Uh, he's been a really good left guard and right guard for many, many years for Oregon. He's a well-balanced blocker. Doesn't really do one thing better than the other. He's just a solid guy everywhere. Um, if this is a guy that gets into the fourth round, I would perfectly be okay with Shane Lemieux being a uh, potential Colt especially for the interior of that offensive line, you could move into right guard. Uh, Cody, what do you think of Shane Lemieux here? Yeah, from simply a a power standpoint, I like him as a prospect. I think he's a guy that at the point of attack has a lot of raw power, and that has to be appealing to Chris Ballard and company. Just a guy that can steamroll over some some players. He he does have some limitations as far as his length. He's only 6'4". He's not one of these six, five, you know, six, seven, six, eight type of guys, but um, he's still, he's not short for an offensive lineman, but I think there could potentially be, especially against some of the longer defenders in the NFL, um, some potential concern there, I guess, if you say, uh, but he, you know, he's a guy that I think is, is a tough guy. Um, he's the guy that is, uh, he's a guy that I think he's, he has a really, he does. I, one thing that I like about him is his hand technique. Um, he does, you know, good things about getting defenders out of the gap and also, you know, tossing some defenders out of the way. Uh, I like his placement. I think he has good hand placement. And so I think he's a guy uh, that's probably going to be a little bit more refined in terms of his technique, but there are some limitations there that the Colts are going to have to consider. So uh, that that's my take here on the Mew. Uh, moving on now to the last guy on our list, uh, Damian Lewis from LSU, 6'2". 327 pounds, 33-inch arms, 10.25-inch 10, 10. hands, 40 times 5.24. Uh, he was pretty solid for LSU in 2019, uh, but there are some concerns that he could be a guy that could have some limitations in the NFL. Um, he's probably going to play right guard in the NFL, uh, but he has a lack of length. He does. He's only 6'2", um, and you look back at that matchup against Auburn last year, um, and he was dominated by Derek Brown. Um, and that, that was exposing some of his issues that could potentially show up at the NFL level. Um, but, you know, overall, he's a very powerful run blocker, especially. He has a lot of natural strength. 
Um, he's a guy that is, you know, in the weight room, he puts up a lot of <laughs> pretty impressive numbers. Um, but, you know, given his size and athleticism, I think that's probably what, what scares some people scare some teams off and probably make him slide maybe third to the fifth round. Honestly, Derek, what do you think about Damian Lewis? Yeah, I just like Damian Lewis because of the nastiness he brings when it comes to running the football. Um, We know that's the new motto for the Indianapolis Colts offensive line. And Damian Lewis fits right into that. Um, Again, you know, six, two, obviously it's an issue, but you know, good uh, weight and good arm length, uh, good hands. Uh, like you said, some incredible numbers he puts up in the in the weight room. I mean, he's a naturally uh, strong guy. He just got to work to try and get some stuff to, um, you know, again, just increase that strength. Uh, so that way, it kind of makes up for that lack of length. And uh, hopefully, Damian Lewis can find himself later in the draft so we can steal it from him. All right, so that's going to do it for the uh, tight ends and the offensive line rooms. We hope you guys enjoyed. And again, for anyone that's watched that watched this and like is wondering, like, you know, at times we may slew our words here, like just understand that like it's late at night right now when we're recording this. Um, and I, I've been up for a long, long time and Cody did too. We both uh, got off work, but we both went into work pretty early the morning before this really early. So been up for a long time i'm tired cody's tired so just understand you know we might have had a few difficult times trying to mince words and uh phrases and everything but again we're still pushing this out doing our best for you guys uh we really hope you enjoyed and be sure to let us know some other offensive linemen and tight ends that you guys might think are good uh objects for uh drafting in this draft because you know, again, Ballard's going to address both of these needs, we think, uh, in this draft in multitudes of ways. So thank you guys so much again for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.